Boker Tov. Uh, today's daf officially is Yudalit 14. We're a little bit behind, so uh, we're going to really try to pick up the pace. We start at the bottom of Yudgimel Amadalis, um, and we pick up with, um, um, and we're in the middle of a discussion of the statement of the difference between Tishabav and Avelos, in which uh, even cold water is not allowed as for bathing, as opposed to Tanis, where it's only hot water. And both of those statements are theoretically up for debate. Maybe Avelos is only hot water. Maybe Tanis is even cold water. Anyway, that's the issue, although we ended with a very powerful proof of a, um, of a, uh, th- that uh, the problem of going to the mikveh on uh, Tishbav, um, which uh, everybody seems to assume, which seems to clearly indicate that, it, that on Tishbav cold water is forbidden, although the Gemara gets out of it. Okay. Um, now the Gemara continues. Tashmak, Tisha Amru, thank you so much. It's the asterisk, it's about 20 lines from the bottom, asterisk at the beginning of the, beginning of the line. Tisha Amru, Asabim Lacha, Lo Amru So when they said on uh, the fast days that it's forbidden to do work on the uh, once it becomes uh, these Taniyot for Gishamim, once it becomes the more serious, full blown versions. Um, you can't do work. Um, they only said it um, in the um, in the daytime. That we've already discussed before, right? Where the Gemara said, you know, Ma'atzibat Zikainim, you know, is Biyom. So the whole idea of not doing Malacha and gathering people together is about the day. So Mutar, the night before it's permissible. Okay. When they said you can't wear shoes, only in the city. On the way it's permissible if you're traveling. The simplest explanation for that is that, you know, you have to just adjust to Realities, you know, if you have to travel, it's impossible. It's, it's over demanding to ask somebody not to wear shoes. But the other thing that I do want to also uh, sort of alert us to again is the public nature and the um, communal nature of some of these practices: closing the bathhouses, uh, closing the stores, etc. So not wearing shoes, although it is very private as well. You know, even an individual observing of a loot doesn't wear shoes. But again, to emphasize that being done in the city, not when you're sort of out and traveling. There's also a you know an aspect of the sort of of the public private aspect there as well but okay so that's allowed um, and now we get to the point where we're quoting all of this um, um, uh, how is this possible I'm sorry when you start when you go out to leave you can put on your shoe when you come in as soon as you come into the city you have to take it off fine and when they said you cannot bathe, they only said your entire body. But you can do your hands and face and legs. Again, that's a minimal amount that is needed just, you know, for general well-being. Okay. And the same laws that apply here, the allowance of Go, uh, wearing the shoes outside of the city, uh-huh. the allowance presumably of washing hands, feet, and face, that's also, per- and the same prohibitions, but the same allowances, are true also by somebody in Cherem, the Nudeh, which we're not going to discuss, and somebody in Avelut. Um, or, uh, now, I did say, you might notice that I intentionally left off Melacha, because it is not true that an Avel is allowed to do Melacha at night and not in the day. I mean, and so, you know, yeah, um, so, and... 
uh, here, the, the, in the cases here, the Malachi is about, as we've seen, gathering the people and so on. Also, if it's city-wide, you know, or community-wide, you might need to just allow a certain amount of Malachi to get done. Um, but um, at the individual level, it's not true. The Yisra Malachi applies day and night. So anyway, presumably, they're focusing on the last two, um, that the prohibitions and the allowances are the same by the Abel uh, and the Menudeh as they are by the person in Ta'anit. The one thing I will say about the Menudeh and the Avel and putting them in the same category is that it echoes the line from our Mishnah that when even all of the fasts pass it says they start being noheg you know minhage avelut it didn't use the word avelut but it said you know it said what did it say um, people that are basically being rejected by God and that idea of minudeh is essentially the this worldly status of what that means of being nizofim lamakom right so God rejects you and you're basically our minudeh from God so the community is sort of rejecting you and you are a minudeh from the community. So what is again worth noticing is that this aspect of nizofim, the halakhic counterpart of nizofim is minudeh. And for a lot of, for a lot of halakhot, the, the practices of nidoy that the individual adopts for himself, not just for the community, is parallel to the practices of avelut. And again, one can see it about not a mourning that sense of loss, and of being and owning that sense of you know of tragedy, the tragedy of a, of a of a loss of a immediate relative, but the tragedy of being distant from the community, distant from God, rejected, and also as we've discussed, some of the practices of Avelut themselves are expressive of the idea that you are um, not engaged in the community. You're not taking care of your basically bodily needs. You're not going to work. You're just completely you can't integrate into the community at this state. And to similar here, you know practices of the Minudeh. So again, I just will mention the, once again, the uh, juxtaposition of those two echoing the Nizofim Lamakom in our Mishnah. Okay, so now why is this relevant to our question of cold water, hot water, etc.? Because, let's take a look. My love, Akulu, when it says that these laws and, um, and allowances are the same for Minudeh and Abel, presumably it's referring to everything, both the shoes and the bathing. Ubimayaskina. Now when we're talking about the bathing, what are we talking about? If we're talking about hot water, so uh, it would be impossible to say that the allowance of face and hands and feet is allowed for hot water. Why? That he says, and assumably that we're assuming that Rav Sheshis is consistent with this, that an Avil can't even stick his little pinky into the water or his little finger. So certainly, I mean, the whole hand, obviously not, in hot water, excuse me. So if there's an allowance for hands, face, and feet for water to be consistent with Rav it has to be cold water. Okay, so what it must be saying is cold water is generally forbidden, but it's allowed for hands, face, and feet. Okay, and now what does that prove? So if basically it's saying that hands, that cold water is forbidden, so it's talking about the tanit, right? So again, since it here says the same law we're saying by tanit applies to Avel, and we're allowing hands, face, and feet, and therefore the assumption is that can't be allowed by Avel. It has to be talking about cold water. Unless it's hot water, it must be cold water. So if it's talking about cold water, now it's saying that cold water is also not just for the Avel, but because this Brita is comparing Avel to Ta'anit, it's saying that cold water is Asr even in the case of Ta'anit, bathing in cold water. So that goes against the argument that in Ta'anit it's only hot water. 
So the Gemara says it's pretty good proof, right? It basically equates the bathing issues for Ta'anit and Avelut, and we're trying to distinguish them. So the Gemara says, look, La'olam b'chamin. We're only talking about hot water. And only on Tanit, only hot water is forbidden. And hot water is on the whole body, but hot water is even allowed on face, hands, and feet for a Tanit. Tanit is different than Avel. So what do you do with the phrase that equates Avel? That line of, of that a, a person in Nidu and Avel have the same halachot, and here we're distinguishing them on the plane of bathing. Asharakai, it's talking about the rest. Okay, it's not talking, the comparison was only, was not, although it's funny, the immediate thing that was, that it preceded it was the discussion of bathing. We're saying that they're not really being compared about the bathing issue, they're being compared about the rest. The problem is, the rest is the malacha and the shoes. But, so the shoes, we can compare them. You can wear the shoes out of the city. But the malachas, we already said, the allowance of night doesn't apply to an avel. So it's not really the rest. It's only comparing them to the one in the middle, not the first one, not the last one. It's very strange. Rashi and Tosus try to, try to somehow deal with it and say we're also talking about anointing, but anointing wasn't mentioned in the Brita. It's a difficult answer. The simple sense of this Brita is that Avelut and, and, what do you call it, and Ta'anit are the same. So if you think about what the most obvious evidence we've had is we've had the Brita yesterday that going to the mikvah is a problem on, um, on, uh, on uh, what do you call it, um, on um, Tisha B'Av, which seems to be a very good evidence that cold water is forbidden when it's related to Avel. Um, Avelut. We had this Brita, which seems to equate um, completely, you know, Avelut in the matter of bathing, Avelut to Ta'anit, and uh, presumably based on the statement of a hot water for the, even on the finger of for Avel, again, seems to be saying for cold water. So the simple sense, if you combine the uh, evidence, is cold water is also whether for Ta'anit, whether for Avel, whether for Ta'anit. But the Gemara is managing to maneuver around it and still try to leave its options open, okay? And the, still the position on the table that has been articulated is cold water for ta'anit, for ta'anit uh, uh, hot water is only, is, is forbidden for ta'anit, even cold water for avel. Let's keep on going. Tashma, come in here. Um, the Amar Rabbi Ava Hakohen Mishum Rabbi Yosi Hakohen. So Rabbi Ava claims the name of Rabbi Yosi Hakohen. Maisu Maisu Banav Shal Rabbi Yosi Ben Rabbi Chanina. The children of Rabbi Yosi Rabbi Chanina all died. Nebuch probably with some type of a, of, of a disease or something. Um, um, you know, some type of a plague. The Achat Betzonein Kol Shiva. And um, even though he observed Avelut, presumably he was observing many Aveluts because they, they, they died sequentially, as we'll see. So he bathed himself with cold water. So you see, you can bathe cold water by Avel. You see, cold water is permissible for an Avel. Somebody says, no, that whole thing was an exception. That was a case where the, where the, where the mornings sort of, um, you know, uh, um, piled up on him, one after the other. The time we taught of the Bryce, the Takfuhu Avelav somebody has various Aveluts that pile up one after the other. Relatives die in quick succession. So what? So there are certain allowances. He beats Sear Saro, and his hair got heavy. So now you know this person hasn't taken a haircut for you know weeks and weeks. So Mekil Batar, he can lighten his hair with a with a with a razor, meaning not get a real haircut with scissors, but he can you know lighten it a little bit, cut some of the hair. And he can go, and you know his clothes are now filthy and stinky. So fine, he will allow him to wander his clothes a little. Bit. And this is precise. You can use a razor, but not scissors. 
Benetzer. You can use water, but you can't use soap, the Lobachol, or sand, other types of cleansing agents. Okay, so therefore, similar to those allowances, we would let somebody bathe in cold water, but the general rule would be that you cannot bathe, an other cannot bathe in cold water. If anything, it seems to actually prove the point that another can't bathe in cold water, because the whole point of it seemed to be to emphasize that that was an exception. Okay, so therefore, again, consistent with the idea that an other cannot bathe in cold water, that seems to be very consistent. Amarava. So that's the argument, other us are in cold, hanit only hot. I'm a Rava. Now says Rava, a different position. That was Rav, what we've been dealing with with Rav Chizda. Now we have Rava. Avel mutar yichos pitzonein kol shifa. Another can gaze in cold water all seven days. Against presumably the evidence we had before about going to the mikvah, which seemed to say it was Asr. This recent thing, which seemed to say bathing in cold water was an exception for the guy who had multiple avelos. He says, no, that's the rule. Another can use cold water. Midi dahave abisra b'chamra. The same thing that we find by meat and wine. What does that mean? It means that we don't have this idea that an avil is supposed to be in pain, right? That was the question we raised. Why should an avil be more chamur than ta'amit sibur? So what Rashi said before was, well, an avil really feels the pain much more like sar tzei, like it's very personal. And somehow an idea of an avil is to express that same sense of pain and suffering over the loss by these acts of self-denial, you know, non-indulgence, even more than just non-indulgence, real like afflicting of pain. Non-indulgence would be hot water, here it's even cold water. That's what we said before. Rav is coming to counteract that. Rav is saying, since when do you get the idea that Avdelus is about suffering, you know, self, physical self-denial and about pain? You allow somebody to, you know, have meat and wine. So it's not about the, like, physical pleasures of the body that are the issue. There's other, Avdelus is about something else. Like we said, my, you know, expressing this idea about being just so, you know, complete, focusing somebody on the Avdelus, completely taking away all the outside distractions, com- feeling oneself as outside of society, as, you know, as completely, like, not able to attend to one's bodily needs, but that's very different than the valuing of the sense of an express, expressing physical pain. Okay, so that's an interesting question. What are we trying to communicate through the different practices? And he says, it's not far. And therefore, you, the only issue is hot water. You don't go, you know, maybe you don't want to indulge in pleasures, although about meat and wine could be indulgent. But anyway, but it's certainly not about sar. Fascinating. So now, okay, now we have to see now we're about proving or disproving this because the evidence was that cold water was also. So Mesri says, the moral asks you on this, um, a, a, a young woman who's of um, you know mature age, I mean, or like marriageable age. Um, so this is a, and uh, still unmarried. So Bogart is a woman who's at the uh, you know uh, old age of twelve and a half, never, and still still isn't married. That's from the Gemara. She says that this one is really has to be focusing on getting her uh, getting herself a husband. She's already twelve and a half, so um, she um, or older. She. Um, um, I you know, could obviously be old, but it starts at 12 and a half. Anyway, so she now is never sitting shiver for her father. Um, if she, you know, has too much, uh, you know, a lot of people hopefully are going to be coming to the house to pay shiver calls. If she looks too disheveled, then she's going to be hurting her, mar- her, her marriage prospects. So she cannot overly dis, uh, disfigure herself. That's better word than disfigure. Um, than, uh, anyway, become disheveled. Disheveled herself, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, it's more also that it's more than disheveled. It's less than disfigured. Anyway, make herself disgusting. when she's sitting shiva. Okay, Hanara Rishah. But if she's not yet of marriageable age, she's only a Na'ara, She's only twelve, not twelve and a half, because under twelve she wouldn't be chayven avelus. 
So he would be permissible, not permissible, he'd be obligated. Meaning it sounds like there's a special allowance we're making for a Bogaret. So how does this all work out? My love, Grishitsan. Now we must be talking about the question about the permissibility of bathing. So Ubimai. Now what type of bathing? Ilema Bukamim, if we're talking about using hot water, ain't a Bugaret for Shah, so Bogaris cannot deny herself taking care of these bathing needs. Then an other can't even stick a finger into hot water, which again, maybe you could say, well, that's the exception here, but given the extreme nature of that statement, the Gemara is not willing to think that we would make an exception for the Bogaret. So it can't be we're allowing this, the Bogaret, this, uh, you know, this more mature young woman to, um, to actually <coughs> use hot water. That's not possible. Elohim, but so It must be we're allowing cold water, and what we're saying is we'll allow her to take a cold bath, we won't allow, you know, the, the Nara, a younger woman, cold water is what's ushered, but that will allow for her, but if hot water is like off of the table. So even though they're both ushered, there's obviously hot water seen as much more severe. So the Gemara brings this as a seeming proof that cold water is ushered, and, um, and, and a proof against rubber. So the Gemara says, again, it could have brought up all the proofs <coughs> yesterday, particularly the idea that there's a problem going to the mikvah on Tisha B'av, which certainly seems to indicate cold water is a problem, but okay. The Gemara is bringing this to show that cold water is a problem. So the Gemara says, Lo, akichu kirchus. It's not talking about, about water at all. It's talking about makeup. It's talking about eyeshadow and rouge and whatever these things are. And, you know, put on a little makeup. That's what it's talking about. Okay? And maybe it's not even that makeup is usher. Whoever heard that makeup was usher, I mean, we'll get to it. Buy it for another. So maybe it just means, it, 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 you, know, you know, therefore maybe it's really even saying it's basically not usher. It's practice. People maybe don't do it. Band or, you know, but a Bulgarist can't, you know, overly indulge in her Avelos to not do it. She should be, you know, she, should, she needs to do it. Again, we will sort of bracket the whole idea here of uh, the focus on this girl at the time of her shivas, you know, concerned about marriage, marriage prospects, but okay. We'll have to just accept some of the societal realities in which the Gemara is functioning. Anyway, the Gemara says, Lay me what? Her mother was died. I mean, she doesn't have anyone who will take care of her. Oh, that's an interesting point. Uh, that's a nice point, meaning maybe the Gemara has a heightened focus on this because otherwise the father would be the one that generally yeah, would arrange for these things. Oh, I like that. Thank you. That, 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 that makes it a little bit more understandable. Like, why there's such a focus right now on this issue? But you're right. The father is dead, so it does heighten that aspect. Okay. Let's try again to, let's try now to prove, uh, before to contradict Rabba, now let's try to prove Rabba that cold water is permissible. The Amar Abiyabah HaKohen, Mishumar Yoti HaKohen, exactly what we brought before the question, now we're going to try to support. So you see, here we have a story that somebody bathes in cold water. He says, no, I, I, like we said before. That was an exception because there were multiple, um, you know, uh, um, deaths right after another. Um, the time was on Bryce Takua, they love Zachazet, if various morning you know, mornings fell one after the other. He feeds Sarome and Kelbatarum and Khabes Kishopimayim, lightened the hair with a razor, gave the clothes with water, Amra Khita Batar Velobin Rai, razor not scissors, the mind below Benesser, Velobachol, water and not various cleansing agents. Loba Oa. Okay. So that's what, anyways, what before was a proof is now a, what before was a question is now a proof. Again, it, it, it ignores the most obvious proof against Rava, which was the case of going to the mikvah. So now we have the debate. It seems like we settled on the idea that Ta'anitsi board is only hot water, not cold. And now we have a debate, I'm sorry, only hot water is forbidden on a Ta'anitsi board, cold water is permissible. And we have a debate what the story is by an Avel. Okay, Amarava. 
Although also go owning the son called Shiva. So I'm sorry, before I was saying Rava, but it wasn't Rava. Who was saying the previous one that was saying it was Mutar? No, that was Rava. Yeah. That was Amar Rava. Okay. So, Ikadami. I forgot the two key words, Ikadami. Sorry. Ikadami, Amar Rava. So now he's having Rava saying that cold water is allowed. And in, in contrast, Rav Krista. But there's another version of Rava which is the same as Rav Krista. Others say that Rava says, Abel Asr B'tzoni Shiva. Abel is forbidden in cold water. Just like Rav Krista said. Now, how is it different from wine, from meat and wine? It's according to the first version, that was a really good argument that it's not about tsar. So, why here? What is the logic to say why cold water is forbidden? So, the Gemara says the following: How is it different than wine, meat and wine? So, there he's doing it to like abate his fear to alleviate his anxiety. Meaning, similar to the idea we said that we've already seen some exceptions, you know, about sometimes we'll allow you to, what do you call it, to, you know, like if a lot of availus will allow certain, certain exceptions, if you have to go outside the city, we'll allow the person to put on shoes. You know, there are various exceptions. We even raised the question yesterday, why not sit in a tiniest? Maybe because that's unreasonable to stuff. So within these things, the practices, there are certain exceptions. So the Gemara here is saying an important idea. It's saying, you know what, in theory, another should be us and Basar and Really, it should be. That, you know, the same way an owning, I mean, by the way, if you want, it's not like we don't have this idea of a practice. An owning is forbidden in Basar So logically, an other should be. The only thing is, is that, you know, we need to give him, allow him to, to do that. Maybe specifically, it's interesting, what exactly aspect of that? Is it the wine? You know, because, you know, some people, you know, that's, uh, you know, again, you have to, you know, I, you know, some people drink a little bit. You have to be careful it doesn't slide into alcoholism. Some, but some people drink a little bit, you know, as a way of uh, dealing with stress. So that could explain the wine aspect. I'm not exactly sure how that has to do with eating the red meat. But again, maybe, I don't know, maybe somehow a little moment to indulge in a little pleasure is a little way of dealing with it, it get, when it gets too overwhelming. You're like, so, so the Gemara actually sees here that, you know what, maybe there is an idea of tsar, but we have to give you certain allowances. So Buster and Yayan will allow, but it doesn't mean that we're going to allow the cold water, and there really is this idea of physical tsar during Avelut. I should say that there's a fascinating debate in the Rishonim whether to see Aninut and Avelut as a essentially the same practice which is either is fundamentally different. <coughs> Obviously, they are fundamentally different. I mean, you is mutter and is usher and busser viyayin. You don't do mitzvot, but you don't have any of the nihuge avelut. And avelut is almost like everything the opposite. Uh, but some want to sort of see that the differences really are more expressions of which exceptions apply at which places. Like by Aninud, it's obviously you don't do certain mitzvot because your person is involved in burial. And, but uh, the Yisra Basar Yain fundamentally does apply to an Avel. It's just by an Avel we make an exception, and we don't make an exception by the owner. Other practices, like, you know, not putting on shoes and not bathing, whatever, maybe should apply to an owning, but we don't want to, but we make an exception there, because we've got to allow the person to focus, to, you know, to do the work needed to take care of the burial. So there's an interesting way of seeing it, like it's all really the same, but with different exceptions. I only mention it here because of the Bostaviyayan that is, that we know about that idea by Aninut, and the Gemara is saying here that in principle it applies to an Avel, except that we have to allow for an exception. Okay. Yes. You were so convincing before right. that it doesn't make sense to add tsar and tsar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you know over here that they're talking about tsar? Well, because the argument. Well, the, you mean maybe the. Re- 
because if the reason of not doing the cold water was not related to tsar and was related to something else, then he should have used that as the reason to differentiate it from why we allow Basar Viyayin. He should have said, Basar Viyayin, you're right. That proves that it's not about tsar. But here's the reason why, even so, the Avil can't, can't bathe in cold water. Forget tsar, some other reason. It didn't say that. It, it accepted the premise of the argument. Right? The premise of the argument was that Basar and Yayin is about Tsar, for not having it, and cold, not having cold water is about Tsar. And fundamentally, not if one is up, not even cold water. And right. fundamentally, oh, if okay. one is up, right. the other is up. I accept the premise of the argument, <coughs> but I, and therefore you're right, Basar and Yayin should be up, but I'll tell you why it's not. It's a special exception that we needed to allow, you know, the other to deal with his anxiety. But wait, so, where is, where is right. Uh, oh, have you introduced the Where is it? No, I, I, you're right. I've introduced it. The Gemara, though, you have to otherwise come up with a reason why the Gemara thinks that Gotsev Yayin is a relevant argument to the idea of cold water. That it, the, the Gemara is assuming if Gotsev Yayin is usher, cold water should be. If, if, if cold water is usher, then Gotsev Yayin should be usher. And the Gemara in both places accepts the premise of the argument. So you have to figure out some reason for that logic, and it seems to be that you know, to me, that's what the lo- argument seems to be. And, and might it be that us are luxuries? The cold water is not a luxury. Right. So that would have been the perfect. That would have been the perfect answer. The Gemara could have said, "Buster the yacht." No, no. But that that would have led to the reverse. Meaning, you're right. But if Buster the yacht is mutter, then it shows even Tarnud is allowed. Right. So it would even heightens the question of why are you making cold water forbidden? No, I would. So I would have. I'm not trying to hold on to the strand of the argument, <laughs> but it would seem that you would indulge in yain especially and even basar as a um, as a well, that's the Gemara's answer. That's the Gemara's answer. But we're getting to the premise of the question. But cold water is standard practice. Right. Yeah. You, can, you can observe the standard practice because it's not going to take your mind off because what you do every day. Mm-hmm. But to go to the, the Schwitz or to go and uh, eat right. a big steak dinner, those are right. luxurious things and that would take your mind off. Right. That was the Gemara's, <coughs> the Gemara's initial argument. If Bosaviyan is mutter, then... If, if, all right. It's uh, uh, okay. I, but, but I think we're saying the same thing. Bosaviyan is a luxury and an indulgence Hot water probably is in that same category or somewhere in that continuum. Not even doing cold water is even is even is even more is even far is even on the you know further at the end. So they're all on a continuum, and the Gemara is trying to argue one from the other, which shows that that's the issue at stake. Seeing it in that way, all right. We'll, we'll unpack that more later. But it seems clear that that's the argument, and the Gemara accepts the premise of the argument and just makes Bosaviyin an exception. Okay, so now the Gemara says like this. Um, now we're just going to go through the same proofs again. Mm-hmm. Let me come and try to prove it. Um, so Bulgaris cannot again dishevel herself. Nara is allowed or is obligated. If we're talking about the use or non-use of hot water, we never would have allowed the Bulgaris to use hot water. It must be cold water, and it's a special exception by a Bulgaris. And but the general rule is that cold water is forbidden. Well, maybe we're talking about makeup. Okay, <laughs> so we haven't proven it, and again, ignoring the great proof from going to the mikvah. So where are we about all of this? 
we are basically at the conclusion that by a ta'anit it's only hot water which is an indulgence right if anything by a ta'anit you're denying yourself food you would say there again going back to the point we were just discussing the logical parallel to denying yourself food is denying yourself even cold water for bathing right uh, it's not just a, but okay but maybe denying food is already enough and then the only things we're going to add are indulgences it's not exactly clear but anyway A it's interesting that a ta'anit is only hot water Okay, that's point number one. And point number two is Avelut is even cold water. Now, why is Avelut even cold water, right? One way of expressing this is Sa'ar, and a heightened degree of Sa'ar, and that seems to be the focus of the Gemara, and then you have to explain the meat and wine, why it's allowed, and you make that an exception as a way of uh, dealing with the, uh, you know, with the anxiety and with the overwhelming emotions, okay? But fundamentally, there is an idea of Sa'ar, or you could, against what seems to be the assumption of the Gemara, argue that it has nothing to do with Sa'ar, it's working on a completely separate the plane and it has to do, as I said, with more being just out, you know, completely focused on the Avelut outside of the normal, you know, af, you know sort of uh, lived l- life within society. But anyway, but it does seem that the evidence, however you explain it, or the Gemara is settling on the idea that cold water is officer for an Avel and only hot water for Ta'anit. So now the Gemara says like this, uh, where were we? Since we're making an issue of this kichol and pirchos by a, a navel, a normal one, except for the exception of a bogeret, this tells you um, that if you can't actually uh, do uh, makeup, you can't actually you can't do uh, laundry either. Now that's a very bizarre zotomeret. Like laundry seems to be the uh, fundamental isur, kichu and pirchus we never heard about. You know it's fundamental because the earlier discussion that mentioned exceptions about laundry and using water and not using soap and detergents by a person that had multiple ones. Okay? So it's very uh, bizarre what exactly is going on here. Um, is, so... Also makeup? Yeah. 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 Well, what? Yeah. It's yeah. dying from a Greek word, possibly. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, and this, so Rabbi Akiva Eger and the Gilean Hashas Rabbi Akiva Eger in the Gilean Hashas, if people have it on the far left, asks the question, and if you look uh, like the second half of it, he says, So, it's a real problem. What type of thing? Now, maybe the Zotomeret was going on something else, but it sounds like it was going on the Kichul and Pirchus, which seems like a very bizarre that he would need to have that derivation. Okay. Could it mean that she can't wear clothes that had been laundered? That's not the language of Kichboset. I mean, you're right, it would fit better, but okay. The Hilchasa, now the Halacha is, so that Zotomer seems a lot of, a little out of place, but anyway, back to the point. The Halacha is, Avel Asr Lichos Chogufo, Bein Bechamim Bein Betsonin, Koshivah. So we are concluding as where the whole thrust of the Gemara had been going, that by an Avel, even cold water is forbidden, but we will have an allowance, like we had an allowance before for hands, face, and feet. We'll have that allowance for an Avel, but only for the cold water. Because again, going to this idea that even the pinky in hot water is forbidden, but we will have that allowance for cold water. Okay, but by a Ta'anit, presumably it's only hot, only hot water is forbidden with a similar allowance of hands, face, and feet, but they're, but they're for hot water. Okay. 
um, to uh, anoint oneself, so put oil on one's body, even a little bit. That's more like the hot water. That's more like an indulgence. And although it wasn't as much of an indulgence then, but anyway, um, but um, therefore, the, therefore there would be no allowance for the and it's sort of it's like the hot water. The imla but however, and this is a major reason that people did anoint themselves because they stink. Um, so if you are doing it, you know, if you don't, depending on your bathing practices. Um, so if you are doing it in order to uh, abate the uh, stench, mutar, then it is permissible. Okay, and similarly, like by Tishabab, we have allowances, you know, about you know using hot water, you know, or using water if you need to get really clean something as opposed to just doing it, you know, when it's just for the sake of bathing. You know itself, but if it's really to directly remove some dirt or something, then it then there are allowances. Okay, so that is the end of that fascinating discussion. Uh, which, on the one hand, we had a momentary combination of ave, uh, comparison of avelut to menudeh, which gets us back to the Mishnah. Um, and on the other hand, we also have the what do you call it? The um, the uh, distinction of avelut from taanit, which makes sense, but raises again the question: Is to what degree are the practices of avelut about sa'ar, or are they about and maybe even heightened sa'ar, and therefore more severe practices, or are they really about functioning on a different plane, which could also explain some of the practices. Okay, now back to some issues we've been talking about before. It's funny the way the Gemara like shifts without even signaling it back to another topic. But anyway, okay, the Gemara says like this. Um, where do we mention we were talking before a little bit implicitly about whether somebody is considered a Tanit if it's Tanit Sha'od etc other types of things implicitly there's a nice issue about saying the special Tfilot of the Tanit the Aneni where do you say it in the Shemona Esrei Okay, that's a good question. So, Adbarei, Rav Yehuda, Rav Yitzchak Brei, Rav Yehuda took Rav Yitzchak his son, Vidarsh, and he expounded, Yochish HaKibbal Alav Ta'anit, again, interestingly, re-echoing those earlier discussions of the individual, although now we've been totally in the Tzibor context, an individual who accepted a Ta'anit, Mitpalel Shel Ta'anit, has to pray the Ta'anit, has to, even if it's an individual, even if it's not a Ta'anit Tzibor, you still say the special Tifilah, you say the Anenu. The Hechan Omra, where do you say it? Ben Goel Lirofe. You say the Anenu, which we have as our practice at the Shiach Tzibur says that Mincha says it in a special Anenu as a standalone bracha between Goel and Rofe, right? Everybody knows that? What we say on a, you know, one of the historical fast days, right? So here. And it's independent place. Here's the right? Here it says. Oh, I'm sorry, not Mincha. Mincha is the, excuse me, that's the, 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 the Achid. The, uh, the Shir says, Sibur says it already at Shacharit, right? Aneinu Hashem Aneinu B'yon Tzam, Tanitainu, Kibitzar Gedola Anachnu, Al-Tifan, Al-Yishenu, Al-Tifan, etc. Baruch Atah Hashem Ha'oneh Be'eish Tzara. Now the interesting question to ask is, why does it belong between Goel and Rofei? What's it doing there? Right? Now, um, so, uh, and one thing I think I'd like to point out is, is that the brachot, there's a shift, I don't know if people are aware, between the brachot and the Shemona Esrei, between those, although everything is the Lashon Rabim, there's a shift between those that are much more about personal needs and those that are about national needs. So, you know, you have, you have Dat, Slicha, Gu'ula, but the Gu'ula of Go'el is much more about, like, personal redemption, save me from my travails, okay, Rifuah, Okay, then you have Birchot Hashanim, right, which is basically Parnasah, 
and then you turn to you know you turn to national alright so it's an interesting question whether the Birchot Hashanim you know is sort of it's communal maybe it's not national in the same way some of those others were but anyway but it could also be much seen as personal so first of all right and I'm just mentioning this because when you can get to the Tanitzi Bor of Rain if you're talking about the Tanitzi Bor of Rain you would expect it to be in the Birchot Hashanim if it's about that and you would certainly expect it to be in I would say the more national and a little bit less of the personal if it's because it's a Tanitzi Bor and interestingly we're gonna, not going to find that we're going to find it here but in the case of the Yachid what it would be doing here is I think that it goes to this issue of I mean what it's doing between Goel and Rifu'ah is not exactly you know is not exactly clear um, but again the question about maybe it's connected to I think the most logical sense is that it's connected to this idea of Gi'ulah again in that sort of personal Gi'ulah state and the sense of you know Gi'ulah the idea of redemption very much has like a, it's a funny word because it very much has you know I think a, a clear religious connotation the way like you know you can get healed you can get you know forgiven other things like maybe but Gi'ulah has I think very much this sense of God is Goel you from your Tzarot and I do think you know again it's interesting about sort of seeing the Ta'anit um, and the idea of why at least the Yachid would be the Ta'anit uh, you know connected to that sense of God's redeeming us from our Tzarot yes I mean also if we're assuming the reason we're not getting rain is because we've been doing bad things yes. sinning or whatever we said flock yes but then it should have been after then it should have been after flock I understand. I, I understand. But then it should have been after the slicha. So again, and I'm, I've been saying that we have not been seeing slicha as a overly as a dominant scene here at all, right? I mean, it does, you know. Um, and again, I will, you know, just to, again, not to belabor the point, but just mention, right? Look, listen to the things mentioned in the Anenu. Keep it gedola nachnu. Okay, that's you know, look how terrible we are. Altefen el rishenu. So that is the, uh, you know, sort of the scarv onish and the, you know, whatever the tshuva related aspect be close to us it's all about being close to us right there's an acknowledgement that maybe our bad deeds have separated us but it's all about being close to us it's about answering right? according to Pesach it's all about God's responsiveness Right? Right? So, really, I think that the Anenu, the theme of Anu and being answered, is the dominant, and the Kapara Slicha is not, and it doesn't appear after Slach, it appears after Gi'ula. So, I think that there is this sense about the need for God to save us, and, the, you know, God to help us, and it is, and, and that's where it's placed. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, but everything is in the plural. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's a good point. Like you could imagine an, a, a private one. Anyway, we're going to get to the plural in a, to, to that idea in a minute. The simple, the simple yeah. But the first three of those right, uh, are about relationship. Mm-hmm. Right, Goel, the Tzicha, and the Chanita. Um, right. Right, and then it goes into the Mm-hmm. Right, and so this is. I mean, it was a relationship there. Right. Wait, wait, the only question I'm asking is how do you see Goel about the relationship? You should, you should be cognizant of us because you are the Goel you say. Right. And then you we get into much more specific. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's more about Roe than it's interesting. 
Okay, I'm not exactly sure. Again, you see our afflictions and you save us from them um, is more about the relationship, but all right. It doesn't love me that we more evil. Right. It doesn't have the same specificity. Okay, that's true. It is, you're right. That is it's very general. And I do think maybe the point you make about Re'eva Onyenu, because the whole issue about the Tanit is Onyenu, and again, there, there's an interesting echo of Onyenu and Oni and Anu. What? I'm serious. You have Tanit and Aniyah and, uh, you know, so that's... Anyway, but again, but notice this is the individual and the point I also want to raise is who is this Yachid so that is, that is being Mit'aneh? Is it the individual that wants to be from and just wants to adopt the Tanit and wants to do an extra expression of, you know, of religious practice? Or is it the Yechidim of the Mishnah who are being responsive to the lack of rain but they're being responsive like ahead of the curve? You know, is it still connected to the rain or not is not clear. All right, but anyway, let's take a look at back to the Gemara. Okay, um, problem is we're doing too much Torah and not enough Dafyomi. Okay, so, <laughs> <laughs> so the Gemara says, all right, so, Reichan Omra ben Goel so Matzif la Rav Yitzchak, so Rav Yitzchak challenges. But he Yachid Kovei Brachol Asma. You're an individual. That's not an allowance to change the liturgy. You can insert certain things in certain places in the middle of a bracha, but you can't change the liturgy. As a Yachid, the liturgy is fixed. You know, only a tzibur could, uh, you know, can, can have a different type of a, of a tefillah. Rather says Rav Yitzchak, "B'shomea tefillah." You just inserted in "shomea tefillah," right? Which is what we, which is you know, which is what we do. So Chaynamar of Sheishes b'shomea tefillah. We don't even right. So if you go to "shomea tefillah," which is the generic place to insert things, right? So it says um, so. And we, again, as we've talked about before, by a private, by a minor fast, don't do it because we're afraid we're not going to finish the fast. So it only will appear at Mincha, and at Mincha here at Shomea Tifiva, it says, on fast days, one adds the following, and it's the exact same thing without the Chatima. Okay, so the Gemara doesn't know the difference between Shachris and Mincha, but the Gemara is saying, so you, our resolution is, Yachid does it, does it in Shomer Tefillah, the Shliach Tzibur does it in, as a separate bracha, ben goel le like the Gemara is saying, and the other thing we add is that we wait until Mincha for reasons we've discussed earlier. Unless but that's, Faradi. what? Unless it's Faradi. Unless it's Faradi. So anyway, but that's, anyway, but that's what we're dealing with, okay? So back to the Gemara. Um, so which one is it? Is it the, is our resolution is to split Shliach Tzibur and Yachid, this is the Gemara's question. And you already see the hint to that distinction in the, in the Gemara, because the Gemara says, an Yachid cannot make a new Bracha, but the Tzibur if you could, so that is exactly the way we wind up. El Amar of Yitzhak b'Shomea Tefillah, v'Chein Amar of Sheishes says or Sheishes b'Shomea Tefillah in Shomea Tefillah. Meisrei, I'll ask you on this. Says Gemara, Ein ben Yachid b'Tzibur lishes emitpalo Shimon Esrei v'Zemitpalo Teishasrei. The only difference between a Yachid and a Tzibur by a Taanit is that presumably the context is this one says eighteen and this one says nineteen. Now, if you have ever counted, there are actually nineteen brachos in our Shimon Esrei. One was added later, but we're going to pretend as if there's 18, you know, so it means that the tzibur adds an additional one. So, my yachid my tzibur, what's the yachid and what's the tzibur? Now, presumably the additional one that the tzibur is adding is the stracha of anenu. So, ilema yachid mamash v'tzibur shliach tzibur. If yachid literally means in your private shmon essay and the tzibur means the shliach tzibur, which exactly fits our practice. So, honey, chasrei, that's only 19? Essin v'arbahavu, 24. Because we're going to find out in the later Mishnah that when you got to the later fast days, you would actually do a whole, uh, the tzibur would daven, not the yechidim, but the tzibur would daven, a special shmonesli with six extra brachas inserted in the middle. 
So it can't really mean a shliach tzibur, because that would be 24. El alav hachikamar. Ein ben yachid, the kabbal alav ta'anit yachid, li yachid shakib alav ta'anit tzibur. The difference is, is, it's two cases of an individual, a private individual fasting. In one case, he accepts to, to do a ta'anit yachid, meaning a lighter version of the fast. Only daytime, not all the extra inuyim. In one version, he accepts a heavier version, inter- labeled ta'anit tzibur. Again, it's interesting how that becomes a label for a, ta- a way of fasting and not just the reality of communal starting the night before, the extra inuyim. So those differences, in addition to the obvious uh, issues of starting at the night and the extra inuyim, the differences uh, in terms of prayer are as, Okay, so with 118 and 119, so therefore it can't mean a real tibor, it means mean an individual who's doing the heavy fast, and you see if an individual does a heavy fast, to uh, anitibor, uh, it's 19 brachot. So the Gemara says, Shmamina, we see from this, Yachi Kovea Bracha Latzmo, Yachi can make it own Bracha. If you're doing a heavy fast, starting the night before, you would even do an Anenu in the Shmona essay as a separate Bracha. So that's a proof. So it's funny, a proof that starts by saying it's done by the Tzibor becomes a proof that a Yachi can do it. So the Gemara says, No, no, it is a Shliach Tzibor. The Yachi never does an extra Bracha, set a standalone. It would only be in Shomea Tefillah. This is the Tzibor. Now, if it's the tzibur doing it, why is it 19 and not 24? The question you ask, Shaliyah tzibur esin va'arba matzli, doesn't the Shaliyah tzibur do 24? Don't you do in Chazar Sashat on a fast day 24? So the Gemara says, that's the Gimel Ta'aniyot Rishonot. I'm sorry, we're talking about the first three fasts, the lighter ones, right, that start even as a tzibur fast, start with only in the day, not the night before, not the forbidden malachot, forbidden taniyot, etc. The lekasim v'arba, there's not 24. So basically, when it's a communal fast, the shliach tzibur will do the bracha v'anenu, when in the lighter communal fast, and he'll do the 24 brachos in the heavier communal fast. A yachid, according to this, will always do it in Shomer Tefillah. Okay? Interestingly, I should say that the Gemara is interesting, the Gemara's emphasis on Shaliach Tzibur. Right? You could have said, when the community is having a Tzibur Ta'anit, then the Yechidim in their own Shmona Esrei say it. But the Gemara doesn't accept that as a possibility. So the Gemara presumably assumes that in your private Shimon Esrei, whether you're doing a Tanit Yachid or a Tanit Tibur, we're not going to allow you to change the liturgy. So you're only going to add it in Shimon Esrei. That's what we have in our own private Shimon Esrei. Like even on Tisha B'Av, we don't make it a separate bracha. We only add it in Shimon Esrei. The only time there's going to be a new bracha is in the Chazaras Hashat, which really represents the entire community as a whole. And for the entire, and for that Chazaras Hashat, for the earlier Taniyot, it's an, it's Aneinu, it's one extra bracha. For the later Taniyot, it's, it's six extra brachas, you get to 24. Okay, so that's our basic structure. So Gemara says, Velo, now is this really true that you don't have 24 brachas in the first sets of fasts? The Ha, Ein Bein Ktani, it says there's no difference. We have a brayta. There's no difference between the first three and the middle three. Except that these are permissible to do melacha and these are forbidden to do melacha. Now that's pretty funny because I could think of a lot of other differences, right? Because you know, because they're all. They're, I didn't even put some of them on the board. The question about does it apply the day before? Okay, so I don't get it exactly, but somehow we're meaning, I mean, maybe like instead of the obvious stuff, 
okay, that's directly about the fasting and the inuyim, these are the differences, okay, so, but nothing else. So you see, the tefillot are not different. So the Gemara says, um, when it comes to the 24 brachot, they're the same, so presumably you start the 24 even in the first three fasts. Says no, kind of a sheer. No, nah, he, he 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 taught it and he left stuff off. It's an incomplete list. It's an abbreviated <laughs> list. Mar says my sheer to high sheer. What did he leave off that he also left this? Because you don't leave off just one thing. If it's abbreviated, you know, if you're gonna, if you're leaving one thing off, you might as well list them all. So you can only leave off if you're leaving off more than one. So the Gemara now, of course, you know, you know, you could have said everything we just said night before. All the extra noon. Somehow that's like off the table. The two, in addition, Ha'in Bank Tani, it says there's no difference. No difference sounds like literally no difference. Ella, fine, I'll give you another answer. Tana Isuri Kamari, Betfilos Lo Kamari, he's not dealing with prayer, he's not dealing with liturgy, he's dealing with practices. Liturgy is a different discussion. Okay, so you can't prove anything from there. And even though it says there's no differences, it wasn't talking about prayer. And we will still say that by prayer, the Chavdalit, the Brachot, only start in the middle, in, in the later fast. The Ebay Sema, so, uh, and they don't start in the first three. It says, and if you want, I could tell you, the Emtsayot Nami Lomatsi Chastalit. Since it says there's no difference between the first three and the middle three, maybe I'll concede the point. Maybe you're right. Maybe the 24 Brachot don't start in the middle. Maybe they only come at the big seven at the end. Right? Here's the difference. Right? What have we said the difference is? The difference of this is obvious, right? This becomes full with the extra things, no Malacha, right? That's obvious. What gets added here? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The difference between here and here is that this goes from like partial and to full. What's the difference we know between these and the last seven? So the only thing we've mentioned so far is closing the stores. Not too much of a difference, right? So the Gemara says maybe the full blown here, when it really gets to the height of it, you only say the 24 brachot here. What is the status of these middle for the 24 brachot? That is the question. Okay, this clearly not, this clearly yes, what's the middle? So the says, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe at this stage it's still not fit to do the full 24. Maybe only for the last seven. Okay? And that would fit, therefore, for the aim bang. Okay, so, do you not do that? Ratanya, don't we teach in a brisa? The only difference between the middle three and the last seven is in the last seven you you sound you do blasts, presumably chauffeur blasts, and you close the stores and you close the stores, right? How and all other things, they're the same. So presumably they're the same three load of twenty-four. The maybe it's an incomplete list. Again it says no difference. No difference sounds like no difference. So it might says does that really make sense? Ain bain you think Ain Bain is so precise? It literally means no difference. Bashir Teva. It forgot the whole bringing the ark, the ark out to the, you know, the Aron, out into the middle of the street. So what we are going to find out is that in these last seven, the Gemara is going to speak about a whole procedure of 24 brachot for the Shemona Esrei, for, uh, for the 18 brachot. The, uh, the, uh, the Aron is brought out into the street, okay? We have a whole special liturgy, okay? And Matriim, which, 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 which we haven't seen yet, which is presumably chauffeur class. So, so, so the Gemara says, yeah, it's not true that these are basically all the same. You don't have the iron in the feet. You're not saying different, some differences. So the other difference you're not saying, and by the way, these are all similar. The one difference we did mention, which was in the Mishnah, was the chauffeur blast, which 
is a tefillah-related type of thing. So if you have a difference about this, and you have a difference about the Aro, it makes sense that you also have a difference. That's here where you're saying, that only here do you start saying the 24 brachos. Yeah, okay? The content of those additional... Correct. Things. We're getting to it. No, later, later paragraph. <laughs> so the Gemara says, okay, Vashir Teva, so it didn't talk about the Aron, so therefore, it's an incomplete list, and also another difference is the 24 brachot. So the Gemara says, Inishum Teva, if it's because of the Aron, so Lav Shirahu, that's not a, that, that, that's not a real thing that was left off of the list. List. Why? Mili did sinaktani, mili did farhesia loktani. Things in private were mentioning, things in public were not. Now it's pretty funny that it calls a chauffeur blast something, the, the Aron is in public. It's out in the middle of the street. It's calling the chauffeur blast private. So Raju says it's private because it's indoors. It's in the show. It's not out in the middle of the street. Okay, and I guess the Shemona Esther is also indoors. So it's pretty funny because all of those are real communal types of experiences. It's a, it seems to be a pretty hair-splitting distinction. Anyway, but... Needs to be closed behind something. That's true. Okay, Anyway, now what we're arguing is is that the 24 only in the last seven, which fits to the idea of Matri'in and fits with the Aron, those get a special whole series of Tefilot. Masnisi Nami Dika, Diktani, it's also implicit in our Mishnah, because it says, Amar Avashi, Masnisi Nami Dika, Ma Elu Yeteirot Al Rishon Note, Elo Shebe'elu Matri'in V'nolina Tachanu Yot. It says that the last fasts, the seven, you do the blasts and you close the stores. Avabuchodi Vehem, Zevizeh Shavin. We're going back to arguing that you have, the, again, the same argument just repeated, except before it was a bright, then here it's the Mishnah. But it's the same argument that the middle are being compared to the last. So presumably, if you do the 24 brachot at the last, you do them in the middle as well. It's like rehashing the same thing. Again, here just playing on the text of the Mishnah. Maybe it's an incomplete list. It says, what, you know, what are them? It seems like it's a full list. You know, only these. Like, it seems like it's a full list. And therefore, again, since it did not distinguish with the brachot, it sounds like you do make the brachot in the middle. So the Gemara says, Vitispera, does that make sense? Ma'ilu dafka, Bashir Lateva. It's not a full list. It didn't mention the bringing the iron into the street. Now, Inishum Teva, Lachiru. That's not a, that's not really being left off of the list. Now, here's a different answer. Here's what Shifsky is. Not because of Farhesian Sinna, which is a weak answer. But Mishum Tukachashivle Be'idach Pirka. The Ark gets mentioned, the Aron gets mentioned in a later parak, so it didn't have to appear in Aron Mishnah as one of the differences between the middle and the last and the last. So Mark says, okay, but if that explains something that's not mentioned and not included in the, the you know, here are the differences, if, as long as it's mentioned later as a difference. So now that you allow some differences to be mentioned in a later parak and not excluded from the equation made here, so Esim Barba Nami Yirahu. So the 24 also isn't something that's left off of the list, meaning isn't, you know, isn't implicitly being equated. Because a later parak mentions the 24 and it mentions it by the last seven. So what we are basically saying is, is that our Mishnah mentions only the Matri'in. Okay? That seems to indicate that they would be the same, right? This is the middle. Um, I know, I need more colors. Anyway, this is the middle. This is the first, right? And this is the last. Okay, last seven. Okay, so... Okay, so anyway, so our Mishnah says the middle are like the, are like the last, except for the Matri'in and the, and the stores. So that suggests that the issue of the 24 brachas are the same. So the Gemara says, no, no, that's only in the end. 
and, and then it's, okay, that's only in the end, it's not here, and it's not a complete list. Okay, one of the, and so then it deals, because there's this other difference, Aaron, that also isn't mentioned in the equation. So the says, well, the reason Aaron isn't mentioned in the equation is not because it's an incomplete list, it's because the Aaron is mentioned in the, la- in another, in the later parak that that's only in the, that that's the last seven days. So Mark says, okay, but you know what else is mentioned in the later parak that's only on the last seven days? The 24 brachos. Mm-hmm. So both of these are mentioned in a later parak that they're in the last seven days, and therefore they sh- should not be assumed to be included in the equation being made here. Okay, and in the end the Gemara seems to be concluding that these 24, and it works together, the Masri'in and the Aron and the 24, that all of that is only in the last seven days, and only there do you say the 24. So the Gemara says, um, okay, my Allah, what was the upshot of all of this? So, so, uh, abandoning for a moment the question of when do you say the 24, what do you do about the, pri- the individual making the Shimon Esrei? So he says between Goel and Rofei, a separate bracha, the Allah is you do it um, in Shomea Tefillah, and that's what we do. Even in a tiny Tzibur, when we're doing our private Shimon Esrei, we say Amenu in Shomea Tefillah. The Gemara's conclusion now is this is getting way too confusing and I need different and I need different things. But anyway, the Gemara's conclusion is in your private Shmona X-ray, whether you are doing a Tanit Yahid or a Tanit Sibur, right? Doesn't matter. In your private Shmona X-ray, you do it in Shom in In Khazara Sashat, Okay, we won't talk about our his, our historical fast that's coming up later. But you basically, in the first three of them, you do it in anenu between anenu as a separate bracha, you know, bingoa lerofe. In the last seven, you do twenty-four brachot. Here you're only doing nineteen brachot. Okay, no, actually twenty, but fine. And then the question is the middle three. Okay, that's what we've been debating. Is the middle three, well, how do you deal with the Ain Banes? What's the issue with the middle three? But the Gemara seems to be saying that the middle three is only, it co- seems to be coming to that conclusion, seems to be leaving the 24 brachot for the end, which is consistent with the end that you have the Matriin, right, which are the silver glass, and you have the Teva, and you have a real expansion of the Tefillah coming at the end. Okay, let's, uh, I said we're going to try to go a little bit longer to try to catch up, so let's do it. Okay, so Tani Chad now, Tani Chada, Uvarotu be nikot mitanot rishonot ve'en mitanot pa'achronot, that pregnant women and nursing women fast in the first days, but not in the last days, okay, so which is bizarre because the first are usually lighter, but here the idea is that maybe it's getting to be too much already, especially if the last is the last seven, that's a lot. Okay, so only in the first days. The Tanyidok, we have another brighter that says, Mitanot pa'achronot, the ain't mitanot pa'achronot, only the last days, not the first days. The Tanyidok, ain't mitanot, no pa'achronot, below pa'achronot, not in the first and not the last. So they seem to all be contradicting, right? One says only, so basically you have, one says, one says A and not B, right? Well, and the other says, you know, you know, it says B and not A, and the other says not A and not B. Right? They all say, the only, the only fourth possibility would be to say both the first and the last. Yeah. But they all seem to be contradicting. So, in fact, two words, the Gemara is going to make them all reconciled. Listen to this. And without even changing a text. 
The Gemara says, Abaravashi, Nikot and Siita Biyadcha, the Betarts and Kulu, just grab the middle ones and everything fits. What does he mean? He means that first and last are relative. So what he is saying is, is that if you have first, middle, and last, okay, so he says like this, you know which day, so you don't fast here, okay, you don't fast here because that's seven, it's too much, you know, it, that's way too much for fast for the Uberda and Menikas. You don't fast here because it's only the beginning, it's lighter, it only starts in the daytime, it's not yet serious enough to demand that the pregnant women and nursing women do. And you, the only time is here where it's heavy enough to be fasting and not too, and not too you know, protracted that it would be unbearable. Now, how does that fit? The one that says only the first and not the last it's talking about the first. It's talking about the weighty ones. This is not the weighty one. So only the first and not the last. Okay? This is first, that's last. The one that says only the last and not the first is starting in the opposite direction. So it's not the first, but it is the last, right? Because it's the last following the first. It's later. Achronot doesn't have to mean the last, the later one. And the one that says not the fast and not the la- not the first and not the last means literally the first and the last. So you get the middle. All right, so there you go. With that thing, you've solved all three brights. Yes? Uh, there's a, there's a thing called the Rambam holds that pregnant women only fast on the last. Um, against this conclusion against of this Gemara. All right, I don't know what to say about that. Well, I mean, actually, one, one possibility is that he, he takes the middle, it doesn't mean the middle fast, but the middle... Aha, interesting. Okay, I see that every, I'm losing my crowd here, so I guess we won't be going for a longer thing. So let's just, we'll end here and let's, but if people could just wait one minute and we will say the, uh, for the, uh, for the,